0: This episode of the Ottawa Entrepreneurs Podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing. They act as your virtual marketing department, designing and implementing cost-effective marketing strategies that grow your business. For a free workshop, email them at workshop at extensionmarketing.com. Now here's your host, Pat Whalen.
1: On today's episode of our podcast, I speak with Warren Butland. He is one of the founders of Evolved Vehicles. We cover a lot of ground, including his decision to go back to school in his late 30s and how that has impacted where he is today. I hope you enjoy the show.
0: Hi, I'm Warren Butland. I'm from Evolved Vehicle Environments, and I'm thrilled to be on the Ottawa Entrepreneurs Podcast.
1: Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Warren. For our listeners uh, that may not know of you or your company, why don't you tell us a bit about both, please? Sure.
0: Uh, so my name is Warren Butland. Um, I'm the Executive Vice President and Co-Founder of Evolved Vehicle Environments, or E for short. Uh, the company is about three years old. Uh, we're a startup, and it's uh, it's been a really exciting time. I've been in the technology world uh, for many years. Went back to school uh, just prior to founding founding this company, um, and you know the mobile world is exploding, and and I really wanted to be a part of that. So,
1: so I- in a nutshell, what does Evolve do?
0: So we have uh, you know a collection of software, essentially a platform um, where we're able to have the consumers use telematics, you know, such as email or stocks or weather you know content in the car uh, but we share that with them to to the point where it's uh, safe um, you know less driver distraction Uh, so and we're able to um, also connect to the home um, and actually uh, we've been able to explore that over the last few years and and just launched in Subaru recently Um, so we're able to you know, activate all your smart home devices when you arrive home. So it's, it's pretty exciting. So,
1: so what, what would be the, uh, we're going to dive into this a little bit, but I mean, Subaru, that's a, such a major brand. That sales cycle must have been long, I'm assuming?
0: It was actually much shorter than, oh, really? than yeah, you know, and if I look at kind of the typical, You know, say even a decade ago, uh, you know, the typical sales cycle for an automotive company um, was 10 years. You know, it's everything that you had in your vehicle was from a decade ago or, you know, maybe even five years. And that's why our cars look like they were from 1990 (laughs) inside for so long. Uh, But they've really changed that up. You know, they want to, uh, they've soon realized that consumers are demanding it. People want to have, uh, you know, more access on the go. Uh, so this really opened up the opportunity for us to actually create a, a platform where we can share this with the consumer uh, and rapid rapidly grow it. Um, Subaru was very very short period of time, um, you know, from development to going live was less than a year. Uh, so that's wow. pretty unheard of in, in this market space. Yeah.
1: Now Warren, is that because they they have to stay on top of these trends, otherwise they're going to lose out to the competition? Is that kind of what makes you guys? Is that is that the is that the sales approach?
0: Um, you know, in essence, it is. Um, you know, the consumer demand is probably one of the biggest ones. Obviously, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. Um, you know, were the kind of forefronts in this in this technology space, and and that's really because the automotive uh, companies didn't really they didn't know what they were doing. Um, so it gave the an opportunity for large companies like Apple and Google to quickly develop something, but it still took them four or five years to to get into the vehicles. Uh, so it was really you know, a matter of they didn't understand it um, and they needed time to actually develop it, so.
1: so. So how does a company from Ottawa end up with an account like, from, like Subaru, are you, is, there, is there competition in what you're doing or what you guys are offering is pretty unique right now?
0: Yeah, so our, our the, you know, the prospect of working with a large automotive like Subaru um, was pretty enticing. Uh, I had some past history, you know, working in the automotive space, calling on them and, and talking to them, building relationships. So, it, you know, a lot of it came down to just kind of pursuing them and showing them what we had. Because we were in Tesla, uh, we had this product that we were able to show. But, again, it's, you know, this is something that they're drastically moving forward with, uh, you know, at a much faster pace than than they ever have before. And the IoT space, the, the smart home uh, is growing Tremendous rates, uh, really driven by the speaker. So you know the the uh, Google speaker as well as Alexa and so mm-hmm. forth. So that's people are going out and buying this, but then they're going out and buying smart home products like lights, and so they can control all that stuff. So that really drove the demand. Uh, so when Subaru saw us and, and other automakers out there, they saw this as an opportunity. Yeah.
1: So, so was Tesla your first client?
0: Yeah. So Tesla Tesla had an, they were basically an open platform for us. Uh, so they have a browser. We were able to create a platform on the browser, uh, and my partner actually has a Tesla. So he was one of the first 15 Canada to receive his Tesla. So wow. he ordered it, I think it was five years prior to them uh, coming out uh, live, um, so I think he's owned it for about five years now. So 10 years ago, he ordered it, um, so it's pretty amazing, It's the technology itself, but they had one of the uh, slowest browsers on the planet, um, hmm. which... Brought some challenges, but it gave us a good opportunity to kind of really uh, hone down our technology skills and, and have it work quite well within Tesla. So
1: Now, you would mentioned um, when we first started speaking that you had a background in technology. Um, can you share with our listeners a bit about that? And I'm curious as to how that kind of leads you to where you are today.
0: Yeah, so it's not so much a background in technology per se. Um, I've been in the software sales world for a long time, so I worked for Coral for many years. Uh, worked with different digital agencies and, and Orbit IQ, which is actually a business accelerator um, that closed shop a bunch of years ago. But um, I decided uh, to go back to school. Uh, so I went back to Algonquin, uh, took mobile development, uh, not to be a developer myself, but to I saw the, the growth in the, in the mobile space growing um, incredibly fast. Uh, so I wanted to learn it, understand it so I could get out there and sell it. Uh, and the, the old, real ultimate goal was to, to create a company out of that uh, and actually, I I, I did uh, um, Mayor Watson's website and, and a oh, few cool. other apps uh, from that. But then I met my partner uh, with Eve, and and that basically uh, you know we were able to rock it from there. So
1: so was that a tough decision <clears throat> to go back to school?
0: Very very tough. I bet financially, emotionally. Sure. Uh, I graduated at forty uh, right, for the right. first time. So um so that good was a challenge
1: that, that, that's that, that's really interesting
0: yeah uh i think the average age in the class was probably 18 or 19 <laughs> there was a couple of old fellows like me but um
1: so a few of the jokes you came up with went right over his head Is pretty you trying pretty much to tell me? yeah yeah, yeah. Thinking, yeah. so good. but we got along with the teachers yeah. <laughs> and they were the same ages as, as a few of us but
0: it was it was definitely a challenge um it's something that uh, i'm really proud of uh, that i did after yeah, so be. many years mm-hmm. um and literally graduating on my birthday so that was that was pretty exciting, but it really, it kind of showed me where this could go. And, and that was the exciting part for me but it was a challenge.
1: So while you're in school, are you building the business plan for this or, or you don't know this idea yet? You're just trying to figure that out.
0: Yeah. So the way it worked out is I, we had a customer come to the school, um, to build an app. So this was about halfway through the, the plot or halfway through the course. And his server company was my, uh, one of the, the founders of Eve. So he had already started creating uh, the platform, uh, and I ended up getting introduced to him. Uh, he ended up—he's from Toronto, so he ended up coming to Ottawa, showed it to me in the car, and because I understood some of the technology, uh, I was able to really foresee kind of where this could go. Uh, so that's kind of how that all started. So
1: very cool. Is there uh, you? So you, sorry, three years now you've been in operation. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And was just prior to that you were at Algonquin? Was there anything between Algonquin and starting this company? No.
0: Um, I basically graduated Algonquin in June and started uh, with E. We had, we had been negotiating a few months prior to that to, to join the company. Um, so was, this was something um, you know, that, we, that I moved into quite quickly right after. So
1: Now, uh, before we went live, you and I were talking about your involvement with Invest Ottawa. Maybe you can take our listeners through that and some of the advantages of being involved with an organization such as Invest.
0: Sure. Um, Invest Ottawa is really great. Um, I, you know, and I've known the folks at Invest Ottawa for many years. Um, And it's really this last couple of years opening up into Bayview Yards um, that they've really come, you know, kind of to fruition of what, what uh, Ottawa was supposed to be all about. Um, They are extremely helpful, uh, very supportive. Uh, I've never seen, I've never seen an agency or company be so excited about a startup and, and, you know, what you're doing and how you're doing it. And, but also to, you know, introductions uh, into the people resources so it's been it's been a very very good experience. Uh, I was you know pleasantly surprised how supportive they are, um, and even getting involved in you know kind of their day to day and you know bringing in the information that we needed. Um, they're extremely supportive. So yeah, it was very exciting to work with them. Uh,
1: Warren, do you mind taking our listeners through the process? Like there's an application process, maybe for our listeners that, that don't know of Invest Ottawa or what's involved. Uh, maybe a closed notes version of what you went through. Sure.
0: Um, So they actually, it's quite a simple process. We had already been engaged with them prior to this, so we had already knew some of the people there, so maybe that did help a little bit. But uh, there's an online process to go through, so you fill out an application, you go through all the information uh, provided of your company and what you're doing. Uh, and I think what they do is they do review uh, at that point. Maybe they have thousands of entries. I'm not sure, but mm. um, with us, they they reviewed all the information and they accepted us into this uh, that what they call the cohort uh, cohort forty. Uh, so we're one of the four uh, one of the forty companies. Uh, so the process to us was pretty simple, but we already knew folks in there, so it might have been a little bit easier for us. Uh, the goal really is to get involved with them, go to their. Um, you know they have different you know calendar events that they have on the go all the time. Whether it's autonomous vehicle um, or technology, so it's really you know I think for you know listeners is to go get involved, hear what they have to say, and, and keep involved. So.
1: And how long is a typical relationship with them? Is there a is there a. Um, uh- a time limit on this sort of uh, partnership well i hope it's forever <laughs> so uh i i don't know actually no. i don't
0: know if there's a, a set limit uh it's one question i don't I, I haven't asked them so i'll have to ask them now <laughs> great um, get me in trouble now yeah you yeah, know yeah. it could be just a year i'm not sure but um yeah i'm not 100% sure but yeah. they're yeah they're they're one of the they're one of the very few companies that and i've again, explored for the years, uh, for years, you know, to start a company, to, you know, move into this development world. And there wasn't really a lot of support out there. Um, And and then InvestAuto, you know, they just, they made everything kind of come true. So,
1: Good. So at what point did you make the decision that you, you know, you you worked for someone for a long period of time, then you went back to school. At what point did you you decide to say, okay, I want to become an entrepreneur?
0: Well, that's a tough one. Um, Up until about a few weeks ago, (laughs) if I knew what I knew then, um, I really wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to guide my own success. Um, I've really found over the years that working with companies uh, that I've worked with have been great, but I haven't really been part of the process or, or, you know, part of the guiding the ship, you know, I, I guess you could say. And I've always really found myself as an entrepreneur. So I really thought that, You know, if I can find something that could have a healthy living from it and, you know, really see the success, successes that I can come, uh, that can come from it, um, you know, that's really the route that I want to take. So it's taken many years, um, but, you know, it finally came, you know, more or less dropped in my lap. This wasn't something that, Mm. you know, uh, was founded out of my imagination. This is something that, you know, I had a partner, he had a great idea and and, uh, so it was a great opportunity, but... Yeah, there wasn't really, a you know, a one moment or a light bulb moment of, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. It's something been, you know, ongoing for many years.
1: So. I'd love to see a case study done on, <clears throat> I'll, I'll call, I'm lumping us together, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> as, as a mature entrepreneur and what's involved with that. Because uh, I really think we're at a distinct advantage. Definitely, You've got contacts, you've been in the business for, you know, in the technology world for 15, 20 years. Um, well, maybe 15 years, <laughs> but you know, think of the advantages that you have over someone that's coming out of school and uh, now they have advantages too, but yeah. uh, I think it's interesting that I, I'm always trying to encourage mature or older entrepreneurs that don't just because you're in your forties, fifties, even sixties, whatever your age you yeah. are with today's technology, you can get something up and running pretty fast. And with your experience and, and knowledge and your contacts, you may be able to leapfrog over a lot of the younger entrepreneurs right out of the chute. Would, would you agree with that?
0: This episode of the Ottawa Entrepreneurs Podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing. Extension Marketing acts as your virtual marketing department, designing and implementing cost-effective marketing strategies to grow your business. Email them at workshop at extensionmarketing.com to procure free one-hour marketing consultation to grow your business. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, when it comes down to the contacts, as you say, um, you know, that's really helpful. Um, you know, the, the folks we know at IRAP and LSpark, OCE and, and so on, Vest Ottawa, you know, really helped kind of rocket where we are today, but it does have disadvantages. You know, you, you don't pay yourself for many years, right. you know, if you're, if you're just in a developing world. Um, whereas if you're younger, you know, your bills are much less. <laughs> You're living at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's, it definitely has some pluses, but I think, you know, uh, there's not enough entrepreneurs out there. People are not, you know, they don't take risks. They don't take chances. Um, just because they're, they're comfortable in their own skin and, the, and what they're doing and they don't want to really change that. Um, so there's not enough out there, but you know, we're starting to see more and more now, uh, federal government obviously supporting startups mm-hmm. uh, a lot more now than they ever have. You know, this year alone, uh, there's been more support than I've ever seen. So this is a really exciting time for us.
1: Well, especially for a city like Ottawa, right? So we've got this label of being a public service, uh, public servant town. And, and uh, I don't agree with that. I mean, yes, you can't deny the numbers, <laughs> but, but there's a lot of entrepreneurs, there's a lot of private sector people that are out there uh, that don't get enough of the limelight or, not, you know, enough of that that credit, I think that they deserve.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, it, you know, the whole fact that it's a federal town, you see a lot of startups targeting the federal government, you know, with, you know, different products and services. Um, you know, we're a global company. This is something that's, you know, we're not just an Ottawa base or in a Canadian base. Um, you know, we're in 32 countries. So it's something that it takes a lot, a lot of effort. Uh, and to get introductions into really what it takes to go global or even to go across North America. Um, Ottawa has a lot to offer more
1: than, than most cities that I've that I. That I'm aware of, anyway. So, so you went from again being in a position where you're working for somebody else. Now you want to you want to see something from through, uh, you know, from start to finish, so to speak. Um, any surprises that have come your way in the last three years that you didn't see coming when you f- first went uh, on this journey? Uh, many surprises. Okay. Um, you
0: know, obviously, the uh, the interest level uh, from the automaker's point uh, was much higher than I thought it would be. They was they were moving much faster than I thought. Obviously, I want them to move faster. Um, you know, the the culture of Ottawa, uh, you know, as a city in itself, um, finding talent is a real struggle. Um, and I honest, honestly didn't think that that would be that hard. Um, and that was it's been one of our biggest challenges is to find talent and to continue paying for them because mm-hmm. you know, as any startup, you know, cash flow course, is, is important. So, but yeah, it's you know, for me, it's been. A lot of eye, eye awakening moments, um, you know, with, with technology challenges, with, you know, people challenges, um, you know, and even really meeting the right people. It's been, it's been a real, um, you know, tough business to be in, especially we're one of the only few people doing what we do. Um, and that makes it even more challenging mm-hmm. uh, because there's not enough information out there. You know about what we do, so I don't know if that answered. Yeah, you, no, it it, it question, does a hundred
1: percent. It's fun. It's really interesting. I find it fascinating that we have these large local success stories, the the companies, the tech companies that have went public, and obviously fantastic for our marketplace. Nothing bad to say about it, but and to me the but is it's difficult on the smaller startups because they can't compete with the salaries that are being offered, the perks that are being offered. And yet you're still, you're going after the same sorts of people. So I, uh, I mean, I'm not in the technology world, but my sense would be that you've got to bring on maybe people that are not quite as experienced. Is that a fair comment to make knowing that you'll have them for a couple of years and that they may turn over and, and, you know, and we all have to adjust our business strategy accordingly. Is that a is that a fair statement to make or am I, am yeah. I off the mark there? No,
0: no, definitely. Um, the the inexperience, finding junior people, uh, which has its own challenges in itself because we we can't move as fast as we, we want to do. Um, you know, but it's really come down to you have to find people that are almost entrepreneurial themselves, you know, where they can see the future, they can see the opportunity, they can see the growth within a company. You know, like look at the founders of Google, how they started and Facebook and so on and so forth. So maybe it's them seeing, you know, how that possibility, you know, can grow within what they're doing. That's, that's a real hard one to find. Um, so, and we've, most people expect, you know, the at market pricing, you know, for, for salaries. Uh, so that's, that is a huge, huge challenge for us. Um, but I think we, you know, we do sell a significant story. Um, you know, we're one of the only few players, so it's, it does make it you know quite of an interesting uh, market space that you know a lot of people have been interested in but it comes down to you know can i afford to pay my bills and so on so
1: years ago i worked for an american based ad agency back when i was in my mid to late 20s and the salaries weren't what the industry was paying so i, I my conclusion or my solution to the problem was to hire people basically out of school knowing that I'd get them for a year or two, as I gave the example earlier, try to train them as best I can. But then I hit into a rhythm of things and I knew, okay, this person has been with me now for three years. They're probably looking elsewhere, time to get in. That junior person, get them trained. So uh, over the seven or eight years I was with that company, I was able to get into uh, into a flow there that, you know, the work wasn't interrupted, but I just, it's, it's, it was a situation I was dealt with and you try to make the best of it. So.
0: Yeah. You know, I find that especially students, you know, uh, they can be really excited about a, about a product, but yeah. what are they doing? They're building their resume. Um, you yeah. know, and if we're, if they're getting paid at 60 or 70% of the market space, you know, they really want to move into something that's, you know, higher paying, but not everyone, you know, there right. are, we have staff that are very keen in what we're doing and they, they've been paid, you know, quite a bit lower in that space we've moved them up to, you know, within the last year, you know, up to the market rate, but it took a long time to get there and not many people do that. Not many people are interested in taking that time and effort, um, you know, to really be part of a success.
1: So. so, so Warren, when you first started this, uh, three years ago, did you lean on any mentors? Did you have anyone like that, that, uh, perhaps had their own business at one point in time to try to get some advice from them?
0: Yeah, I did. Um, Ellie Faithy. I don't know if you know Ellie. Um, he was, uh, he kept, I think he co-founded Telexus, which turned into March Networks. Uh, he's a part of um, a Fluid Surveys, which just got bought out by SurveyMonkey. Uh, so he was he was a deciding factor in, in kind of being an entrepreneur. Um, and uh, in, he's actually part of our company as well. So it's something that you really need. You need a mentor to help you through the decisions you need to make. And there's a lot of them. You know, it's not something that it's just how do we pay people. There's there's a lot of decisions to make and how you grow. So having a mentor, uh, for me was key in, in making this decision. So,
1: so for any of our listeners that may not have, like you had a strong connection with someone very, very senior, any suggestions you'd make to those, uh, to our listeners that, you know, that may want to go out and seek a mentor? I have some, I'm just curious what, what, yeah. what, what your opinion is on that. <clears throat> well, you know,
0: there's so many events in Ottawa. Um, Ottawa has a pretty unique uh, entrepreneurial culture. Um, they're extremely supportive um invest Ottawa. was one Elspark. there's there's so many different events to, events to go to and a lot of them talk about um you know mentorship and saying this is something you need to find and there's there's people out there that'll support that so you know if anybody's looking to get into you know starting a business or you know being part of this culture is to really get out there and, and you know make the time and effort to do it so
1: yeah i, I agree and, and i think there's I think there's an intimidation. Well, I know there's an intimidation factor, you know, some, especially if it's a younger person seeking out perhaps a, a, a mature uh, mentor, but the advice I give to listeners or when I go speak before groups, I, I, I say this over and over again. I say, listen, tr- try, yeah. reach out to them. You're going to be shocked how many of these people are willing to give back. And what else, what's interesting about your development is, you know, starting this, uh, at, this at the stage of your life that you're at. I would hazard a guess that if someone reached out to you that was in that space and looked to you to be a mentor, you'd probably look at that as a as a, as a a way to give back. Not to, not to yeah. put you on the spot here, but I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah, right? No, absolutely. Know, you, right? Yeah. That, yeah. Well, you
0: know, and that's actually my future thinking. Um, you know, I also, I do a part-time teaching in Algonquin uh, where I teach a business class and I teach the students how to come up with an idea right straight through to investment. I mm-hmm. uh, started the investment pitch. So I, you know, I really like the entrepreneurial side. Uh, I like the mentorship side. So my ultimate goal, not goal, not to be a teacher, but to be a mentor and and be supportive within that, um, you know, startup space or or scale up. So
1: I've been very fortunate. I've been mentored to a number of people over the years. And what I love about it, first of all, I love giving back. It's part of my DNA. It's the success too. You know, you see them succeed. Yeah. And, And honestly, I find it inspirational. It's nice to be around people that are trying to do something and trying to get something off the ground. And it, and it kind of rekindles your fire a little bit, too, to go, you know, to remind you of why you're doing this in the first place. And uh, it's a, I think it's just a great way to get back is to, is to mentor people.
0: Yeah. No, it's, you don't have to put me on the spot. That's, that's okay. my ultimate okay. goal. And, and I'm <laughs> doing it today. So.
1: Great. Is there any, uh, any books uh, or, like, people that you may have not have contact, had direct contact with that have influenced you or given you a bit of direction since starting the business or just prior to that?
0: Um, I watch a lot of, a lot of video content, um, you know, on being an entrepreneur, you know, on, you know, managing your day-to-day life. Cause it's, it's, it's not just going out there and driving a business. It's also, um, you know, the, the emotional side of things that's, that's really difficult because you're, you're trying to create something, you know, out of, out of thin air essentially. And it can be uh, a lot of risk, but it could also have a lot of rewards. So you know, I spend a lot of time just kind of researching, you know, who's who's talking about the industry, um, you know, really kind of focusing on the industry that I'm in and, and looking for mentors that way. And and I get information sent to me all the time about, you know, um, different programs that are available and, and you know, so a lot of it is video content. So it's, So no books. No. <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Books may be a bit old school, but there's so many different ways that we can learn today. It's it's fascinating to me and uh, yeah. I'm obviously a big fan of podcasts. That's why I do this podcast. Yeah. But you know, you're driving your car anyway, uh, you know, if you want to uh, yeah, <laughs> do that in your car, right. your list you, podcasts, can really, yeah. you know, so just think of the amount of time you're spending commuting, whether you're on a bus or in your car. And, and uh, I'm not saying you got to do it every day, but boy, you could learn a lot. If you're doing a half hour each way, it's an hour a day where you can pick a topic or a subject matter and learn five hours a week times 50 weeks, 2000. Yeah. Absolutely, where, yeah, whatever that math is. We'll have to edit that part out, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it's an amazing opportunity for, for to learn,
0: yeah, no, absolutely. And it's and that's to me, it's it's I'm always learning, you know, I'm always finding something new. Um, you know, there's this business, uh, you know, that I'm in is fairly new, so it's it's a lot of learning. Uh, but being, you know, being a startup and being an entrepreneur, you're always learning because if you're not, uh, you'll fall behind quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So
1: mm-hmm. is there any, uh, b- before we wrap up and, and we'll get to, you know, the coordinates where people can find out more about, about your company, is there anything else you, you'd like to add, uh, you know, to our
0: audience? Yeah. So, you know, making the decision to, uh, to start a business, uh, or to be part of the business, not necessarily even starting it, maybe joining a, a startup. Um, you know, it takes a lot of dedication, you know, you're not going to work a nine to five job, you're going to, you know, work 80 hours a week, it's, it's it's a lot of work. Um, but you do see the res- results. And, you know, eventually, hopefully, you can, you know, have some successes and see the su- successes. So, you know, my the biggest thing that I probably support and, and um, you know, really want to get out there is you, you have to try, you have to keep going. Uh, and you can never quit. And that's, that's probably one of the hardest things to do because we're, you know, I think we're built in a society where, you know, you only go so far and then you know, you stop. Um you can't do that in, in a startup world or even, you know, joining a business like this. Um you have to keep going. So,
1: great advice. Where can our listeners find out more about your company?
0: Uh well, there's lots of different ways. Um you know, you can go to www.eve.solutions, so eve.solutions, uh, or you can go to eforsubaru.com or teslaapps.net. So those are our two Tesla and Super products.
1: Nice. Thanks for taking the time, Warren. Really appreciate it.
0: Appreciate it.